Let them eat cake with me, Lady Red Velvet. She's no lady. She's a beast. Of course she's a beast. By now, if you don't know she's a beast, have you even been listening? <laughs> well, talking of listening, I must apologise. This week's podcast is <laughs> a few days late. Normally it's released every Wednesday and today is Sunday. So it is a little bit late. I have had a very, very busy few weeks and things caught up on me. And I must admit that the podcast, it was just not possible to squeeze in. And today's one is a really nice one. So I didn't want to do it an injustice by rambling through it too quickly. So I apologise if you've been waiting on tender hooks for your latest fix of Let Them Eat Cake. Well, here it is served, ready for you. And episode 19, this is the penultimate uh, podcast of the season. There's only going to be one more after this. Then there's going to be a little bit of a break and then we'll be back with season three. Oh, I don't know when. Whenever it takes my fancy, basically. So today's episode is entitled Drag Academy. Now, last year at La Federica, I was approached twice within two shows by young, wonderfully gorgeously talented people who said to me, oh, we love your shows, we love what you do, we've been experimenting with drag. This was two separate people on two separate days, but in a very close amount of time. And they both showed me their photos. They had, I think, recently set up an Instagram, a drag Instagram, or were about to and they'd been experimenting with drag and they said oh we would love to do something with you one day if there's the opportunity because of course they'd seen me collaborating with different people and I was thinking well I've done a lot of collaborations with a lot of drag queens but not so many with new drag queens and in the past I had done an event called Dragtastic, which was me versus another drag queen. And we would do a series of challenges and then we got the public to vote. And I thought, oh, well, I could bring back Dragtastic. I've not done it for a while. And this could be a really good way of introducing the queen to the scene, having some fun. But then suddenly I thought, hmm, I'm not sure about the voting because this element of voting, especially if you're new to drag having somebody vote you even if it's a silly competition might be a bit intimidating or might put on too much pressure and there's a lot of drag contests out there which are are great I've participated in them before and I think they serve a really good purpose and they can be great fun and give a good experience and everyone loves a competition Um, drag race of course is a great competition but I wanted this to be different. I didn't want it to be a competition. I wanted it to be something that was actually really supportive and would give the Queen a chance of having a whole night of entertainment as well, not just a single lip sync. 
as I've spoken about before, I find a single lip sync quite intimidating because I can't really show my personality in that. And also I'm shit at, at lip syncs. So I thought, yeah, let's let's do something. So it's a whole night of entertainment. The drag queen is paid, which I think is really important. It's not taking advantage. They get paid equal amounts to myself, which I think is also really important because it's an equal amount of show between the two. And also the event often has a big majority in the audience of that drag queen's friends. And I think, well, if they're paying their ticket, then the the drag queen performing should be paid what they're due. So suddenly Drag Academy was born. I thought, well, I'm a teacher and I'm a drag queen. And the whole point was not to set up a, a house of velvet. Um, if you are listening to this and you, you don't know much about the drag scene or the queer gay scene, houses uh, were often used if you've seen the series Pose would give you a good idea a wonderful series Pose all about the voguing ballroom scene in New York often circling around the trans community uh, quite often it's predominantly the black queer community as well and it was a wonderful thing that was set up in the the late 80s, 90s I think uh, don't get me, don't quote me on that but I think that's when it was pretty much born and quite often it was when gay people were thrown out of their homes their families and had nowhere to go and they would often set up their own homes with their own chosen family and there was a house mother often a a trans woman um, who would set up this home and have within it whether they lived there or not a chance for these people that didn't have a family to have a family. And then they would perform together in a house. Now, there is a little house of velvet, but it's um, it's just made up of one drag queen, myself, and then the rest of the people are DJs, my gorgeous DJs. I have decided, I don't know if I'll ever change, but I'm not really wanting my own drag daughters or sons. I decided that I'm more of a teacher and educator so the drag academy is perfect because these drag queens who are participating often have created this creature this wonderful personality themselves already some of them do have drag mothers already so I didn't want it to be something that they had to feel obliged to become part of the house of velvet instead would be much better that it's about celebrating who they are and their own uniqueness, their own talent, and not, for example, a drag mother saying, well, this is what I've created. This is my daughter. This is my family. This is my house. I'm going to take credit for this, which can happen. Not always. Often there's a lot of major support from a a drag mother, but I also have seen some drag mothers sometimes take credit for the talent of someone else, which I think is a shame. This is more about giving an opportunity for that queen to perform, and my aim will be to try and encourage and help support that queen in the future by different, different means. So I'm going to tell you about some of the wonderful drag queens that have 
already taken part and some of the ones that are upcoming over the next few months it's very exciting i'm going to also mention their instagrams so if you love to follow drag or if you just want to listen and find out who they are you can click on and picture them for me i like that aspect that you can find out more about them so as i'm talking you'll be able to click on their instagram find a picture and visualize uh who they are I'm also going to give some advice at the end of this session. My top 10 tips. Oh, that's a tongue twister. Uh, Red Velvet's top 10 tips for drag and especially for new drag artists. So I will be giving some advice there as well. Anyway, let us start off with my first Drag Academy student, which uh, performed who performed with me last i think it was october and a wonderful drag queen i'm a big fan myself already and that is kika super puta on instagram if you want to check her out kika dot super dot puta uh, i think she she was influenced by my famous uh, Instagram handle of lady.red.velvet. Very catchy, very easy. So, of course, if you are a fan of Let Them Eat Cake, you will have already heard an interview with this wonderful drag queen. She was actually my first drag interview. This is how much I admire her. Um, so, we did a wonderful show together. This queen is, she's like a, a musical creature old school in terms of her spirit and soul and in terms of some of her references from really wonderful movies from the 1950s 1960s there's a big part which is um a spanish background but even more so for my outlook on things is a very look on hollywood old hollywood you're talking about the divas of the past and i think she's creating this wonderful drag queen that is this um this character almost um, norma desmond style character and her choice of music i remember when she said she was going to be performing as her performance on the Drag Academy night, a song from a musical that I'd never heard of by Dame Judi Dench. And I was like, wow. And she performed it so well. It was so much full of character, a real richness. And um, she describes herself as the arch enemy of Meryl Streep, which I absolutely adore. And through her shows, that she's doing. She's now doing a regular slot in the wonderful Casa de la Pedrera in Barcelona. She's done shows in La Federica. Um, she's just a wonderful queen to look out for. And I'm looking forward to seeing more of her and performing with her again. So definitely uh, check out the wonderful Kika Superputa. Uh, wonderful aesthetic as well has really bold makeup and really bold fashion choices as well which I think is very fresh and very new and I, I really like that it's almost like an oldness with a newness and that is something that I really love and celebrate so um, that was our first student 
our second student. Oh my goodness, she's doing so well. This is Eugenia Kilate on Instagram. If you want to check her out, is Eugenia Kilate. So that's how it sounds phonetically. Um, so no dots, no slashes. Um, an absolutely wonderful Barcelona-based drag queen. A real pop diva, I would say. I would say she's modern. She's fun. We perform together now um, twice, once in the Drag Academy, but also at Choco Churros, we did a wonderful fire-themed show together and had an absolutely wonderful time. She's also on TikTok. Um, she's doing a lot of things in the city. Again, it's really developing a unique sense. I can see how she's evolved over the time she's been doing drag. She's taken part in contests. She has been doing local events. And again, is a, a wonderful queen because she's got a character. I remember when she took the microphone to talk, straight away, she was really strong. And this is why also I think this is, my Drag Academy is about introducing these queens more to the scene, getting people to come along to celebrate uh, and not about treating them so much as newbies, even though they are. It's about them being a star already and just enhancing on what they already have. It's about giving opportunities, like Albert at La Federica gave me the opportunity all those years ago to do my one-woman show, which I absolutely love, and having that chance is so important. So, a wonderful drag, um, really good performer, very strong, very confident, unapologetic in terms of this is what I'm doing, this is how I'm doing it, and I think that's really, really important. Um, also very supportive, comes along to lots of drag shows, supports other queens, so check her out, Eugenia Quilate, and we're going to be doing a show together. I'm not sure when, it's going to be this summer, we've got to look, I've got to book things in, but we'll be absolutely fabulous. We're going to be doing Freaky Friday. Oh, I'm so excited about that. Uh, where we'll do the mashup between Lindsay Lohan and, um, oh, I've gone blank. Won an Academy Award this year. Jamie Lee Curtis, fabulous. So I'm really looking forward to that. We need to see if we can watch the movie again soon together to get some ideas. That's how we form our ideas. So I'm looking, really looking forward to that. Drag Academy student number three. Oh, she is a sweetie. She is amazing in drag and out of drag. It's just a gorgeous, lovely person. And that's the lovely Ava. Now, I always get her name wrong. It's pronounced like Ava in essence. N essence. Even the other day, I called her Evie. I was like, I don't know why. Well, Ava in essence. And it's like Everessence, but um, in Spanish. And you know how terrible my Spanish is. So look her up. So if you look on Instagram, Ava N. Esena. 
okay uh, absolutely wonderful she um is just a really fun drag queen again a performer wow uh she's really bold in what she does she's we performed together twice we did the drag academy and then we did a wednesday adams show where i played i was going to play wednesday adam and then after um uh talking with her i was like no she needs to be a she needs to be wednesday and i'll be morticia and we had such a blast together um so kind she comes along so many times to to my shows to other people's shows sharing video sharing photos from the night she helped me in a ravelada before christmas i still owe her a dinner for helping me because she was so good um our wednesday adam show was brilliant she's got this dark tinge to her hence the name and so her music choices are really bold which i love again has got a strong character so you know what you're getting with her um a real performer she would dance the house down and really go for it which i love there was this one we got this video of her doing this death drop um in in one of the shows and it is just amazing amazing but she doesn't just do that it's that build up of character which is is so good so again i'm a, a big fan i'm a massive fan of all of the drag academy students um actually i need to call them stars drag academy stars that's what i'm referring to them as um and that's what they are so check her out um i need to plan more uh more shows with her again because just wonderful our fourth drag academy star was the amazing jessica Buya, a wonderful catalan queen i saw her performing at um oh, what's the name of it i saw her performing at an amazing event um i have gone absolutely blank on it but this was my first the drag academy student which i actually approached um so i'm just gonna check out the name of the event because she came second in it, it was apollo um and was just absolutely amazing oh the uh, uh party which is just fabulous it's a great uh, a great event for introducing a lot of new talent and lots of my friends have taken part i've gone along to watch it so many times get so much joy out of it it's a great queer environment in the wonderful Sala apollo uh, absolutely super event i can't wait to the next one and when i saw her performing i was like oh my goodness she's great followed her straight away on instagram and then i wrote to her and said hey would you like to take part and i was really honored and pleased that she did want to she's got a really strong look and style and voice she's really proud of her catalan roots she performs to catalan music has um wonderful playback with catalan artists with references was really good for me as well because i love living in barcelona in catalonia and was great because i will often try my best 
to create the show around this, the Queen and the style of music and the style of character they want to portray. And we put together some great music, some music actually that um, I had been introduced to by Petita, our wonderful Petita in Barcelona. She loves um, her Catalan uh, music and background as well. And so she had introduced me to um, some great music and we put that into the show, like Remena Nena, Remena, Remena Nena. Uh, absolutely love it. And what I loved about her and I love about her is she, again, is confident. She has a very clear aesthetic, which I think is very important for drag, often uses her own hair, which I think is is a, a great look for her. Really bold makeup, really like strong drag, queer, and I love it. And we had a great show together. And now she's going to be doing a show with Kika Superputa very soon at Casa de la Pedrera. So check it out. Um, it looks like it's going to be an absolute blast. Um, I really want to go and see the two of them perform together because I think it's going to be something really special. So check it out. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to see Jessica soon and do something in the, the near future. Um, something magical. Um, our next Drag Academy student is the absolutely gorgeous, fun, full of life, Pamela Chandelier. Isn't that just the best name ever? Like, I, I love a drag name and I just think Pamela Chandelier, absolutely fantastic name. Um, wonderful drag queen, uses her South American roots in everything she does. She did this absolutely stunning, like a seven minute performance of J-Lo performing um, a tribute to, um, let me get it right. Um, it was a, a performance from one of the like award shows and she did this absolutely incredible mashup of this shows me my age. I always, I always get, I always forget these things. She'll have to remind me. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue, but absolutely incredible. She danced. She sang. I felt like I was at this J Lo show. I absolutely felt it. It was so interesting. It was so well done. It just had so much flavour, character and life. And again, what I love about her is that she has embraced drag, is this absolutely fabulous queen in terms of her outlook, how she does things. Again, there's somebody who supports other drag shows. She goes along. I've seen her at different events like the Dragala Familia, um, I've seen her in other local shows supporting, coming along to Choco Churros. So I definitely need to do another collaboration 
with the wonderful Pamela Chandelier um, to spice things up. We'll have to think what we can do in the in the near future. So follow her. She recently did this fabulous photo shoot as well, which I absolutely loved in Montjuic with this beautiful blue background, blue outfit, big shades. Really, I think she's got potential to be an absolute style icon as well with her looks and her makeup. Um, so that was our fifth queen. Our sixth queen I saw in the wonderful Dragala Familia. I went along with my friend Peter, the wonderful um, DJ. Um, it's Peter Darling, Darling Peter. And we saw this queen. She was making her debut. She did this absolutely fantastic five-minute show during the Dragala Familia um, event. And straight away after that, we were both obsessed with her, went up, and her name is Cosima Amor. And she has this wonderful sense of movie-themed character. And... Uh, again, I invited her. Oh, um, I invited her to um, follow me on Instagram, and then she saw that I did the Drag Academy, and she wanted to take part. And I was like, "Wow, yes, I would absolutely love to have you as part of it." She is so softly spoken, such a beautiful person, but so talented. She did this wonderful show with me, all based around movie references but really nice like cult movies there was some reservoir dogs kill bill um did this amazing rendition of rocky horror i would see a whole show of her doing rocky horror so absolutely fabulous she's going to be a huge star i just know it so follow her another catalan queen but like embraces so many different references a beautiful look, really strong aesthetic as well. Working with other Drag Academy students in different uh, events, worked with Eugenia in a local event as well. So it's lovely to see how supportive they are of each other. And um, that is so important. My next stars are all upcoming. Okay. So, um... In a couple of weeks' time, we have... Now, I'm hoping I get the name right. It is um, a wonderful name, and I hope I pronounce it right. It's with a double L. Um, Yannikos Milinikos. <laughs> Yannikos Molinikos. Yeah, I need to practice this for the night when I introduce people. And now, taking the stage, we have Yannikos Milinikos. Um, I hope I pronounced that right, darling. Um, and she is a drag queen from Manchega. Um, and this, the name associates with where she's from again is really proud of her background we met the other day we always have a pre-meet before the shows where we spend a couple of hours building the show together which is really important and part of it 
she's really proud of where she comes from. She sings live. She's going to do some singing, play on the ukulele. I'm very excited to be performing with her. I think it's going to be great. Again, she's chosen music that really ties in with her roots, where she's from, what she's doing, and I think it's going to be an absolutely fabulous show. So that's going to be on June the 1st at La Federica. So tickets will go on sale soon uh, after next week's show. So come and see. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, my next queen also will be performing this summer with me. We've planned with the show. Unfortunately, we were going to do it together and she had a throat infection, so we had to delay it. But um, a wonderful name, Unicorn, Unicorn, Unicorn. Um, on Instagram, unique.horn, with a double N. She is a Turkish queen living in Barcelona. She is fabulous. We've planned an incredible show with a lovely Turkish element to it, some belly dancing. There's going to be some real Turkish tunes, a lot of interest. Again, a really strong viewpoint a really strong sense of drag already she was performing in turkey has recently moved to barcelona so it's a great way of bringing her into the city getting other people to know her she's already done an event at casa de la pedrera again raising awareness for a trans politician in the recent elections uh, what a great thing. I think drag needs to be political and have a voice in supporting those people that support us. So I love that aspect of her. Really looking forward to doing the show with her. It's going to be fabulous. So keep an eye out for that. Um, two more upcoming ones. I'm going to name them now. I haven't met with uh, the next queen yet, but she looks absolutely fabulous. And we've been chatting on WhatsApp, uh, so I'm looking forward to meeting her very soon. Um, again, darling, I hope I pronounce your name right. Uh, VV Slay Cyrus. I hope it's VV. Otherwise, it's BB. Maybe because of uh, V sounding like a B, so maybe it's like BB Slay Cyrus, like. Mm, Miley Miley Cyrus so be, <laughs> darling please correct me if, it, if it's wrong um, anyway look her up um, on on Instagram uh, she looks like she's going to be absolutely fabulous um, I've seen some photos of her looks, of her style. I've seen some Instagram stories of her performances. So I'm looking forward to meeting to see what style of music she's going to choose and what we're going to build. Um, the last one on my list so far, you can see we've got upcoming shows all booked in. I haven't got a date yet, but uh, this person is, for me, is like just a dream has got such a strong voice and look. And the moment we met, which was at uh, a Ravenada, um, um, Only Smoke and Mirrors, what an amazing name, Only Smoke and Mirrors, was DJing and is a DJ and was 
playing the music for me. And straight away we hit it off and bonded over music, over this wonderful collection of tunes. And when they played um, the Holding Out for a Hero, the version of Jennifer Saunders from Shrek 2, straight away we were like, yes, this is, we got each other. And has been so supportive, has come along to lots of my shows, especially in the last few few months. Uh, really kindly donated some money towards a trans charity recently. Absolutely fabulous. I'm very excited to see what we'll do together. Has come up with some great ideas. Has already been sending me videos of um, lip syncs, but like vocal lip syncs from from um, from shows, and I th- I think it's going to be absolutely fabulous. I think it'll be quite a wild night. So there we go. That would bring us to ten. So we've had six so far that have performed. The next four all lined up. And maybe you're listening to this thinking, oh, I want to do this. So get in touch if you do or if you think you you know someone who would like to. Um, My last thing then is to give some advice. My advice is for these ten queens, but also for anyone out there that wants to do drag. Now, at the moment, I've only worked with drag queens. I would love a drag king. So that's the next thing to reach out for to see if we can have a drag queen join the Drag Academy. There are some amazing drag kings in the city. And uh, if you're listening at home and don't know what a drag king is, it's a um, it's a f- female um, who performs as a male. And it's a wonderful thing. So they're known as a drag king in the Barcelona scene It is alive with drag kings. So many. And they just need that visibility even more. So I really want to have a drag queen in the near future. So I'm going to do a bit of a out, like a call out for them to see who wants to take part. But anyway, these are my top 10 tips for any new drag queen on the scene. um, And to my drag academy stars. Number one, really important. Be kind. Be kind to yourself and others. I find performing, I can only really perform and feel I'm doing my best is when I'm feeling happy. Now, you, of course, can put into things, into music, into performances, anger and upset and all these other emotions, but actually you need a lot of kindness. So be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Really use drag as a platform a bit like mrs kasha davis said the other day um on drag race all stars she said there's always time for kindness and she's really true i think you can be um a character you can be a bitch you can be fierce but you can always be kind with it i i find a drag queen that is bitter or nasty or wants to humiliate or just is too shady I don't think it's needed. I think those things you can do if you have fun with it and the other people are enjoying it and get it and in on it. I think otherwise it just becomes kind of unkind. So be kind. Be kind to yourself and others. Number two, find your niche. Find your style. Find your unique quality and find your voice. 
What are you bringing that is unique? There are so many drag queens now in the world. Drag race, RuPaul said drag race, a drag would never be mainstream. Well, he has brought it into the mainstream. Of course, there are parts that are still hidden and parts that are still unique and different. But a lot of it is quite mainstream now. And certainly the outlook and look of drag can sometimes seem very similar with so much competition out there. You've got to find your niche, find your style, find your, your unique selling point and your voice. What makes you different? And I think we're all different humans. So bring bring that to what you do. And it's so lovely to see that in the Drag Academy students we've already had. Number three, number three and four are linked. Try things out, number three. And number four, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Give it a go, a new look, a new song, a new activity, a new part to your show that you might think, oh, I'm not sure that's going to work or I'm not sure how that's going to be. Don't be afraid if it goes wrong. I've done things that... I remember once early on when I was doing drag, um, I did a show and the sound quality was really terrible. And afterwards it made me feel, it made me want to give up. Straight away I was like, this is humiliating. I don't want to do it anymore. That's it. You will have those moments. You will do, but you've got to think, do you know what? Brush it off, brush it off and move on. Don't be afraid to try things. Um, Give things a go. If they work, they work, and you're like, yes. If they don't work, laugh it off. That's my advice, okay? Number five, find your people. Other drag queens, parties, events. Find the bars, find the people that you will work with, and the ones you don't want to. And don't be afraid of of not doing that. You don't need to be unkind, but you'll learn of who to think, okay, I'm investing time in. These people are out to support me, to be friends with me, to look after me. Find your people, the other drags that you make a connection with, the people that you think, oh, I love performing with them, like me and Paprika, for example. I've got this great bond, great connection. We work together, we perform together, and that's taken time to build, and now we're just like this great team for so many different occasions so find that explore give things a try um find the parties you like going to the ones that value your ideals the same with the bars the places that really value you that invest in you and the community that you you want to have number six talk to people get to know your audiences really value your audiences but don't just perform. I think it's really important to spend time before or after or during the show with your public. Take photos with them, get to know them in different ways. On Instagram, I will often follow lots of my followers back, people that follow me. Not always, it's impossible to follow everyone and sometimes um, you can't always do that. But to make connections, I think it's so important. They're the people that are gonna come and see your shows. Find out who they are, make new friends, make connections with creative people. You might find that people come to your show, they're designers or they they want to do drag or or they know how to make things or or they will invite you to take part in 
events at their companies or local events, do it. So invest in those people. Take time to talk. That's what I always try to do. I wish I could do it even more. Number seven, be creative. Please be creative. I think these days in drag, there is so much that is out there. So many amazing queens. But then there are some that are a bit lazy that will do a basic lip sync. And I don't think that always respects the audience that are coming to see you. Think about what you're doing. Think about how to make it unique, different. What are you putting into it? Put your heart and soul into it and it get you'll get that tenfold back again. It's a great opportunity as an adult, as a creative outlet. I think this is why drag is so good for creativity, for music, making things, building things, drama. Go for it. Number eight, know your worth. Sometimes it might be hard to say no to something because you are building up and starting things. And there's nothing wrong with that. I remember doing events for five, we would get paid like 12 euros or something after a whole night. It didn't matter to me because I didn't need the money, but some people do. So if a place is not going to pay you well, don't be afraid to say no. Okay, it might not seem, and again, you can do it politely. Um, sometimes you will decide, okay, I will do that because it's great publicity, it's a great way of promoting yourself, it's a great way of connecting to audiences, and it might link to other opportunities. So you've got to make that judgment yourself as well. I never judge anyone on the gigs they they decide to take or don't decide to take. Um, I certainly know that at La Federica, um, I'm valued for, for what I'm worth and what I put into it. And that's what I do in my Drag Academy as well. This is why we get equal pay with the student because I really feel it needs to be valued and not taken advantage of. Okay. Number nine, have fun. If you're not, if you're not having fun, then don't do it. Drag is about having fun. If it's too stressful, if you're not enjoying it, then don't do it because then people will sense that. I think that's the message in life with most things. If you can do something and you enjoy doing it, then that's what you want to do. Have fun. The audience will go along with you. I'm so lucky. I have so much fun and I really get that feeling from that crowd, that atmosphere whenever I do anything, whether it's bingo with my lovely friend Ty, whether it's uh, Chocachoras with Paprika, whether it's a show in La Federica, this sense of fun is, is, is key. And number 10, this is probably the most important advice. Always thank the people that support you, whether they are the audience, whether it is the people that do your music like my husband like my my friends do whether it's the people that make your costumes or help you with your makeup whether it's the bars that support you um, whether it's the people that come and see your show week after or your friends those are the people to value more than anything they're the ones that will help you through the the times you need support a drag queen can't and doesn't do things on their own. They always need people to help and support them. So always take time to say thank you and stay humble and and appreciate everything you have. Well, there we go, my darlings. 
Lady Red Velvet's advice to you all if you are a Drag Academy student, a future Drag Academy student, or if you are out there um, wanting to do drag, um, give it a go. Give it a go, even if it's just for one show. Um, thank you so much for listening. This has been the penultimate episode of this season, which I've so enjoyed. Remember, last of all, Drag Academy students, if anyone, whether they're an audience member, another drag queen, somebody on the scene, and they don't value you or the people that you are there to support or perform to, you have one thing to say to them. Cállate puta. Thanks for listening. <laughs>